Welcome to KXA News Today. Here are your Thursday morning headlines. The Austin ISD board is meeting tonight, voting on the contract for the superintendent. The board unanimously voted Matias Segura as the lone finalist. He's worked as the district's interim superintendent since last December. And Hayes County leaders are holding the second open house today to hear from the public about a plan to reduce long-term risks from natural hazards that could impact homes and businesses. The county wants the public to see the plan before it goes over to state and federal agencies for a review. That meeting starts tonight at 6 o'clock at the Dripping Springs City Hall. Ford is recalling nearly 2 million Ford Explorer SUVs over potential safety hazard. A piece of trim that covers roof supports could fly off. The recalls for Explorer models from 2011 through 2019. Ford says it's not aware of any related crashes or injuries. Owners will be notified starting March 13th. Let's start off your day with a live look outside as we continue to follow your weather for you and see what it looks like so early in the morning on this Thursday. The roads are definitely still wet, as you can tell from our photographer who's driving this morning. With that in mind, we still have more than 100 low water crossings closed in Central Texas. In our area, we have closures in Burnett, Williamson, Travis, Hayes, Bastrop, Fayette, and Caldwell counties. Right now, one Central Texas school district still adjusting its schedule because of the weather. Giddings ISD is going to be on a two-hour delay to start this morning. And LaGrange ISD says it's monitoring its situation. Thanks for joining us. I'm Tom Miller. Good morning. I'm Sally Hernandez. So it's going to be a foggy and damp start to our day, Kristen. Yes. And then once again, thanks for yesterday. You were really on it as far as getting everybody informed and all those school districts who had to make some changes. Of course, yeah. It kind of all happened at once, yeah. as it typically does when we talk about uh, dangerous weather. So let me show you what we've got going on today because today will be much better, much quieter, much drier. In fact, we've got sunshine in today's forecast and spot. So we are at the finish line here of this rainy pattern. You'll notice at the moment the rain has now moved out of Fayette County. That's it. It ain't coming back today. We have a little bit of fog left over and some wet roads from the overnight rain, but we will not see any additional rain for the rest of the day. Whittlesea Landscape Supplies weather camera there in Liberty Hill clearly showing we've got some visibility issues, mainly centered over the north and western counties here, out towards Lano, Marble Falls, and Burnin. That's where I'm seeing some of the densest fog here, and that's dropping your visibility to less than a mile. Likely to see this worsen a little bit closer to sunrise before it gets better as that sun comes up. Temperature-wise, 40s and 50s out there this morning. Light coat is all you'll need. Temperatures today getting back into the 60s. We're not going to see a clear blue sky up top. It's going to be a mix of sunshine and clouds, but a lot more sunshine compared to what we've been looking at over the last couple of days. Rain chances. We've just got one itty-bitty rain chance for tomorrow to discuss before we hit our weekend. And your weekend forecast looks really nice. I'll preview that for you coming up in your first morning forecast. Thank you, Kristen. Georgetown leaders say about 1.7 million gallons of wastewater spilled from two treatment plants after that heavy rain. The water poured out from the Dove Springs and San Gabriel treatment plants Tuesday afternoon. The city reassuring customers this morning that their water at home remains safe for consumption. The water department does not anticipate a negative impact on waterways either. It says both treatment plants are decades old and are undergoing or will undergo rehabilitation very soon. However, if you live particularly close to the spill site or came into contact with it, Georgetown has provided some extra guidance for you. We have that information on KXAN.com. 
Austin ISD is unveiling its first set of electric school buses. We're going to do that later on this morning. It's part of a $6 million grant awarded to Austin ISD, the money from the Environmental Protection Agency. It's going to pay for 25 electric buses. AISD is the first school district in Texas that has pledged to transition its entire fleet away from diesel. It is hoping to accomplish that by the year 2035. If you live in Kyle, you woke up to a really loud sound. Booms yesterday and flashing lights and a SWAT team surrounding an apartment building with police ultimately forcing their way to make an arrest. KXAN Sarah Alshade describes what neighbors saw and goes in depth on who is going to pay for damage in these situations. You can see where all of it was happening right there. A bird's eye view of SWAT at an apartment complex in Kyle. 6.03, I heard the first bang. I thought it was nothing. And then I heard the second one probably about a minute later. This woman who didn't want to show her face tells us she woke up to those loud bangs. When she looked outside. They broke the window and I actually saw the officer yank his blinds off the frame completely. The Drug Enforcement Administration tells KXAN the Hayes County Sheriff's Office helped with an arrest warrant at the apartment. For about an hour, there was a shelter in place. This video shows what it looks like on scene. Probably like 20 or 30 SWAT guys that I saw that like, you know, came out in bunch because I watched up until they all left. Brianna Donaldson lives in the same building where it happened. It's something that I expect out of Austin <laughs> more than anything. It was odd to experience that here. Now boarded up windows and bent patio rails mark the scene. Philip Doak, the president of Southwest Insurance Center, says the renter's insurance and complex's insurance should cover any damages. As far as the window, uh, it would be covered by the owner of the complex on a master policy. The master policy covers outside, windows, roof, brick. The renter's insurance would cover that person's contents. While now over, witnesses say what happened will stay with them. It makes me kind of question, should I still keep living here or should I move somewhere else? Sarah Olshah, KXAN News. Thank you, Sarah. The apartment complex said that someone would reach back out to us when we asked for a comment, but we're still waiting to hear back from them. Austin police say they need your help finding the suspects in an apparent road rage attack. Officers say a child and adult were shot. Police say this happened on Monday just before 6 in the evening on Ben White Boulevard between Menchaca and South First. APD says the child was shot in the head, the adult in the chest. Both went to the hospital and are in stable condition. Police say the suspects were in an older model dark gray Volkswagen sedan. Heads up if you're heading to Hawaii anytime soon while you might get charged an extra fee just for being a visitor. And how a dog attack could change certain procedures at the Austin Animal Center. Good morning, this is a live look over downtown Austin. You can see the uh, clouds have moved out and it should be a much nicer start to your Thursday. Happy to have you here on KXAN News Today. This week, the Houston City Council approved another $1.7 million defending the city and former police chief R. Acevedo. 
It's in a federal lawsuit over a deadly drug raid. This according to the Houston Chronicle. It does come a day after Acevedo said that he will not be in Austin to accept a new position with the city. The additional funding brings Houston's litigation cost to a little less than $3 million. This is a lawsuit that was filed back in 2021 involving the deaths of a couple after Houston police raided their home in 2019. That raid happened after a former Houston police officer said he bought heroin at a home through an undercover informant. He said he got a magistrate to sign off on that warrant, but Acevedo was chief at the time, later said the former officer lied about the drug purchase. The family of that couple sued the city and Acevedo. Houston City Attorney maintains the city shouldn't be liable for the actions of rogue police officers. Heads up if you're heading to Hawaii anytime soon because the governor there is looking to charge visitors a fee to try and raise money to address climate change. The governor, Josh Green, says that he's looking at charging visitors 25 bucks when they arrive and check into their hotel. He said the fee would generate more than $68 million a year and then that could help with environmental preservation efforts. We're trying to raise revenues and we're also trying to curb the sheer number of people that travel to Hawaii. So when people say, you know, maybe 1% fewer people will come because they hear there's a new fee, that's okay. I'd rather have longer stays where people really uh, invest in a robust vacation. Now the governor says that he's open to other proposals from lawmakers to achieve the same goals, including raising the hotel room tax. Even with the recent weather, many communities are still facing water restrictions. Why all this rain isn't going to get us out of the drought. Texas and Oklahoma at Moody and something unusual happened to a Vic Schaefer team. I've got more on that coming up. Good morning. This is a live lookout in Liberty Hill. You can see some drizzle still falling there and wind pushing it around here as we kick off this Thursday morning. All the rain that we've been seeing, it's great, but it's not going to get us out of the drought. A lot of communities still facing water restrictions. Oh, yeah, and Bill Bermonda shows us why even with the rain, we still need more water. It might be hard to tell, but most of central Texas is still in a drought. Lake Travis is, is down very low. Uh, Buchanan Reservoir is also down very low as well. John Hoffman with the LCRA says despite the rain, lake levels aren't rising that much. Travis and Buchanan are less than 50% full. And when it comes to where it's raining, location matters a whole lot. A quick look at Fayette County where it rained so much, roads had to be closed down. It was uh, pretty, uh, pretty intense. Um, flooding everywhere. This rain southeast of Austin and downstream. If we were to have received that 10 inches of rainfall that occurred downstream of Austin, upstream of Austin, let's just say in the Fredericksburg area or out around Llano, then it would have been very different for the for the lakes. It's going to take more than a wet week or a wet month to bring things back up to normal. John Nielsen Gammon, a climatologist with the state, says we have a long road to recovery and we would need more significant rain events to help. If we just get an inch of rain every couple of weeks, it's gonna keep things green and things are gonna look nice, but there's not gonna be any, any leftover water running off and, and recharging the water supplies. That lack of rain leads to water restrictions, which most central Texans 
are used to by now. Whether it's the lakes that you depend on or our local aquifers, all are being stressed by the drought conditions. Nabil Ramadna, KXAN News. All right, well, with that in mind, I'm thinking about January, and this is a month that we don't typically see this much rain in, right? Correct, so yeah. it is still a, a, you know, a little bit more than... It's a bonus. Yeah, it's yeah. a bonus. We it, need it. It's a nice change of tune compared to what we've been looking at, typically October and May. Those are the two months that we okay. really catch up on a rainfall, and we're already three and a half inches above what we typically see in the month of January. So uh, it helps, like, like you know, they mentioned, it's not going to pull us out of a drought after one event, but it ain't going to hurt either. <laughs> it's not going to hurt. Let me show you what's going on with your forecast, because we've got dry air working in on the west side of the state. That's going to push a lot of this cloud cover out. It's going to push the rain out. We're going to see a mix of sun and clouds today. You'll notice the rain has already moved out of our eastern counties and it won't come back today. We've got a good dry stretch in place for the next 24 hours. A flood warning continues for parts of our eastern counties, mainly Fayette County and a small sliver of Lee, Bastrop and Caldwell. Basically just telling us some of those low-lying areas and those rivers, those creeks, those streams, those local waterways could still be swollen with a whole lot of water, more water than usual. But this is going to be an area we'll watch closely over the next few hours. It should be much better than what we've been uh, looking at over the last 24 hours. Yesterday was a little bit of a rough day, right, for our friends out in Fayette County. Temperatures in the 40s and 50s this morning. These numbers just a little bit cooler than what we had yesterday morning. But we're going to rebound nicely as that rain clears and we see a partly to mostly sunny sky this afternoon. Forecast high, 63 northerly winds more southerly getting into the later part of today. So when we look at our skies, you're going to notice a mix of those puffy clouds and some sunshine from start to finish, probably way more sunshine just before sunset tonight. But the clouds will come back as we get into the overnight hours, and it's likely we'll see at least a couple little spotty showers try and get themselves up late in the day tomorrow. I'm not worried about it. This is not going to be severe weather. This won't be heavy uh, rain at all. But it's going to sprinkle in just a couple hundredths of an inch here, possible on Friday. That's it. So not a repeat of anything we've seen recently as those rainfall totals will struggle to even hit a tenth of an inch. So. Yes, I know Fayette County, you're thinking more rain, really? This is not going to be a big deal. It's a one-day deal tomorrow. We're done. Cold front comes in late Friday night, brings us some wind on Saturday. But overall, a really good weekend. Both Saturday and Sunday, we see plenty of sunshine up top. Those temperatures will be in the low 60s. The one little hiccup there is we're going to get a little cold at night, colder than where we've been. But overall, we are at the end of this very active weather stretch. We've been in for the last week and a half. I mean, if you think about it, last week we started with an ice storm and it's kind of been rough ever since. Now we see the nice, calm and quiet January weather that we typically see here in central Texas this time of year. 60s today, 40s tonight. Tomorrow again, very low chance for some spotty showers. Temperatures will still make it into the 60s. Cold front comes through late night. Winds to wake up on Saturday. But as far as your Saturday, Sunday goes, make some plans. Enjoy that Sunday. You've earned it. More sunshine taking us into next week. High temperatures in the mid to upper 60s as we close out January and start the new month of February. There you go. Okay, Kristen, thank you. You know, Central Texas, a community is waking up with international recognition this morning for keeping the lights turned low. 
It's the city of Jonestown, located on the north shore of Lake Travis, and it got that official designation as a dark sky community. And a dark sky association announced the honor this month. This is an organization that fights light pollution in order to make it easier for people to enjoy stargazing. Jonestown has an ordinance in place requiring developments comply with strict lighting standards. Military veterans have a new resource in Austin to help them out with life after serving our country. This week, Austin Community College opened up its new military network at the Highland Campus. It's a resource to connect military and veteran families with a range of services. First time I walked in the campus over here, I got all this help. Say, hey, we're going to talk to them, get you certified, get all your... We need this, we need that. And it's not an easy process, I'm telling you that right now. There is a lot of paperwork, whether it's the federal and state, and to get all of them together, to get their, their kids to go to college or their spouses, it's even more hurdles to do. ACC says this new resource is going to help with the growing number of military service members and veterans who are continuing to move to Central Texas. We have a warning for you this morning about imposter scams. So Think of how excited you would be if a celebrity reached out to you, like Ryan Reynolds, maybe Dolly Parton. I was so excited, but yes. also very cautious, <laughs> right? <laughs> because there is an imposter that's aiming to convince you that they are that and they want your money. It's a common and it's a profitable scam. FBI Special Agent Andrew Innocent says scammers are looking for super fans. There's an allure about celebrities and uh, people wanting to believe that they're actually talking to those people that they see on TV and in the movies every day. They become um, targets for these types of uh, criminal actors. Yeah, someone even impersonated a member of the Today Show. Coming up this morning on the Today Show, the mistake that could cost you thousands of dollars just ahead, so you need to know what you need to do to protect yourself so it doesn't happen to you. Airlines operating the 737 MAX 9 jets have a green light to fly them again. Federal Aviation Administration gave the go-ahead after completing inspections. The agency ordered airlines to stop flying most of these models. Happened after a door plug on an Alaska Airlines jet blew off. Left that huge hole in the plane mid-flight earlier this month. Alaska CEO told NBC News the airline found loose bolts on many MAX 9 jets during inspections. The FAA also halted Boeing's plan to expand production of the 737 MAX. It's not going to restart until it is satisfied with quality control. And Boeing CEO Dave Calhoun meeting with lawmakers on Capitol Hill this week about the safety of the MAX 9s. After the meeting, reporters asking him if passengers should feel safe. We fly safe planes. We don't put airplanes in the air that we don't have 100% confidence in. I'm here today in the spirit of transparency to, number one, recognize the seriousness of what you just asked. Number two, to share everything I can with our Capitol Hill interests um, and answer all their questions because they have a lot of them. Calhoun is also planning to meet with three other senators, including Texas Senator Ted Cruz. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Good morning to you, Texas OU Part 2, this time on the women's side, and this time at Moody Center. Longhorns trying to make it three in a row. Oklahoma started off rough this season, but they are 5-1 and one in Big 12 play. Check this out. You can watch a lot of basketball and never see that. The ball was deflected and then just bounced in OU's bucket. Longhorns take a 23-17 lead at the quarter. Shea Holly. 
career high 22 10 of 12 but then in the second quarter Oklahoma just starts lighting it up. Lexi Keys off the great feed. They score 28 in that second quarter. Longhorns down by 11. Madison Booker hits a shot in the third, but then just coming right back at Texas, Oklahoma on the attack at five foot three. Nevaeh Tot not only scores, but that's a two for a three. That's a bad trade when you're down by double figures. But Texas kept fighting. Booker down by four, so can't get a defensive stop. Longhorns see Skyler Van. Making a six-point game. Then Booker, one-point game. She scored 29, but when they absolutely had to have a stop under 45 seconds to go, Keys with the three. That was the dagger. Longhorns fall. Only other time Vic Schaefer's team has allowed 90 points at Texas way back in January of 2021. I just didn't think we played hard tonight. It was really disheartening for me as the coach. I don't have teams that don't play hard. And this team didn't play hard tonight. I, I just didn't do a very good job preparing them. So, again, I'm obviously not doing a very good job coaching this group. And uh, so I've, I've got to be better. We're just better than that, and we know we can play hard. And, you know, we shouldn't have coach coaching our heart the whole game. Like he says, like, he should be coaching the X's and O's. And tonight he had to coach our effort, which is on us. So now at 5-3 and three in the Big 12, three games behind Kansas State, who sits in first place alone. Now they're back home Saturday against Cincinnati, a team that beat Oklahoma State last night. Back to you. Thank you, Roger. For those of you listening on the KXAN Today podcast, thank you. Thanks for joining us here. Here's what else we're tracking for you at 5 o'clock. An important vote tonight, how soon we could know who the next AISD superintendent will be over schools.